The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to the Samaritan, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is truly the Lord of our life and history. I want to share with you a few prayers that were written down by children in a Sunday school class. Debbie, age seven. Dear God, please send a new baby for my mommy. The new baby you sent last week cries too much. (laughs) Norma, age eight. Dear God, how many angels are there in heaven? I would like to be the first kid in my class to know the answer. Angela, age eight. Dear God, this is my prayer. Could you please give my brother some brains so far He doesn't have any. (laughs) Hank, age seven. Dear Lord, thank you for the nice day today. You even fooled the TV weatherman. (laughs) Lois, age nine. Dear God, please help me in school. I need help in spelling, adding, history, geography, and writing. I don't need help in anything else. Natalie, age seven. Dear God, do you have any helpers in heaven? I would like to be one of your helpers in heaven when I have summer vacation. (laughs) Susan, age nine. Dear Lord, tomorrow is my birthday. Could you please put a rainbow in the sky? David, age seven. Dear God, 
I need a raise in my allowance. Could you have one of your angels tell my father? Thank you. <laughs> Diane, age eight. Dear God, I'm saying my prayers for me and my brother, Billy. Because Billy is six months old and he can't do anything but sleep and wet his diapers. <laughs> the simplicity of these prayers causes us to chuckle. Yet there is tremendous wisdom in them. Amen? Amen. It is not for nothing that our Lord told us, unless we become like little children, we shall never enter into his kingdom. These prayers reflect a complete confidence and trust in God. The same confidence that those 10 lepers had in Jesus. And by curing those lepers, Jesus proved to us that he deserves that kind of confidence. Now, the obvious message from Luke's gospel is that we need to be more grateful to God than we tend to be. Amen? Now, leprosy was, and it is still today, a horrible and incurable disease. It can be controlled preventively through proper hygiene, yet it cannot be cured. It is a bacterial infection that causes loss of sensation and eventually paralysis along with gross disintegration of a person's extremities, their fingers, facial features, and others. So we know that the lepers who met Jesus were living in misery, hopelessness, and incredible suffering. Unspeakably, while they wait for death. And then they see Jesus. And they beg the wonder-working rabbi from Nazareth to help them. And Jesus' heart is moved, moved with compassion. And he intervenes to give them a brand new lease on life. The drama of this encounter may leave us shocked that only one of them went to the trouble to stop, turn around, and thank Jesus for the miracle. It does remind us, and it exposes to us, the ugly side of gratitude. And it needs to bring us to our knees to recognize the times when we have been ungrateful to God. And that can happen almost every day. Because we tend to take those many gifts, creation, life, 
health, opportunities, the sacraments. We tend to take these and so many other things for granted. Like those nine lepers, they were so self-absorbed that they didn't even think to thank the miracle worker who just saved them. And that's the obvious message. Yet there is also another message, equally important, that we can easily overlook. Jesus cures those ten lepers with a mere word. He tells them, go, go to the priest and show yourselves, because they were in charge of verifying cures. They set out to do so. On the way, they suddenly realized that they are now completely healed. So what is that lesson? That Jesus is truly the Lord. Jesus is truly the master of life, death, and all the forces of nature. This is our king. This is our Lord of Lords. Now, what are we going to do with all this? How are we going to apply it and integrate it into our lives? Well, the evil one is very, very interested in undermining our total confidence in Jesus. He doesn't like this. He certainly doesn't like when we praise and thank God. Because the evil one knows that if we start thinking of Jesus as a wise teacher, maybe a good guy, yet a little too idealistic, if we lose that simple, strong faith that those lepers had in Jesus' lordship, we will be much more likely to walk away from Following Jesus' commandments and teachings, it's not always easy. It can demand a lot from us. That's why last week I talked about leaning in on your faith, leaning in on that gift of faith. Jesus demands that we go against our fallen nature instead of just giving into it and letting it rule us. And that's going to take effort. It's going to take effort on all of our parts, including me. He always provides the help of his grace. If we ask him, he'll be there to give us what we need even when we don't think he is. Yet grace does not take away our responsibility. Amen? Ooh. Because of this, because following Jesus' teaching 
what they do, they go against the grain of our world, of our natural selfishness, and of the social trends around us. We are often subconsciously looking for excuses not to do so, not to follow Jesus' teachings. If we start thinking of Jesus as one religious leader among many, if we start thinking of Christianity and our Catholic faith as one religion among many, if we start thinking of the Holy Father as just one more lobbyist or powerful person among many, then we'll have a great excuse for picking and choosing which of Jesus' teachings we will follow. Yet Jesus is not just another philosopher. He is the Lord of life. He is the miracle worker. He cured the lepers, more so than just from a skin disease, but of something far deeper. He cured them with a word, a mere word. And Jesus himself, he rose from the dead to show that death doesn't have the last word and that it doesn't have power. The church is not just one more religion. It is the body of Christ. We are part of Jesus. Jesus is a part of us. It is the body of Christ with an eternal guarantee. When the Holy Father teaches on faith and morals, it's not just one more position paper or one more opinion. It is definitive. He is speaking the mind of Christ to us. Today, as Jesus renews his commitment to us on that altar in Holy Communion, we need to renew our confidence in him, to take inspiration from those young children, and to promise that with the help of his grace, we will follow wherever and whenever he leads us. Amen?